Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers in Cults. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. My name is Emerson. My pronouns are he, they. My Who the name... fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. This is how we do the show now. <laughs> Every single time. Yeah, I will not introduce myself unless you say that. That's just how it goes. <laughs> My name is Aiden. My pronouns are they, them. On a completely unrelated note, I just found this this Spotify thing that I've been going to sleep to at night because I listen to stuff to go to sleep. Yeah. Because my brain has to have roughly 14 different sounds going into it so I can stop thinking about all of the other shit. All the other sounds that are coming from your head. Exactly. Yeah. You've got to quiet the voices by creating other ones. I got you. Um, it, it's, called, it's just called Bedtime Stories, and it's this, um, I think, British guy great accent like how love like his his voice is really low and soothing and and he just reads stories that don't have like they're just lovely stories like one of them was about this woman and her bakery and her like what her she got up and she made tea and like a slice the, of life kind of narrative so incredible wow. yes i think we'd be great at that by the way i'm just saying like our voices would be really cool to read things like that i that's it I love, I'm learn. okay, not to toot my own horn, please, but I please love. Please toot away. <laughs> <laughs> I love my voice. I'm. I like your voice too. In like, my element, like I am, I am really satisfied with the, uh, uh, spoiler alert, I'm a trans guy. Um, the with the, um, with the like results of mm-hmm. hormone therapy. It's yeah. been very, very satisfying. That's I have. A- I have found a lot of community in my body. I fucking love that. I, cause I like genuinely, I really like your voice as well. It sounds really good. Like it, I have like voices and sounds are like a thing for me. I, I really enjoy audiobooks. I really enjoy, I don't like ASMR. I like it's like sounds are very particular for you then. It's a very sensory thing. It's a huge sensory thing. Sounds are same. And so like voices, I really enjoy like voices, singing, talking like that. That's just a, it's a cool sensory thing for me. Uh-huh. And I really enjoy your voice. Your voice is really soothing and calming. It's Thank you. Re- yeah, good. Yeah, Thank I you. Like it. <laughs> I'm glad you like it, too. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm blushing, blushing. 
Um, so it is Pride Month Pride. here in the United States. Happy we have Pride, a everyone. whole month for it. Yeah, good whole, job. Whole fucking month where people put up with us <laughs> <laughs> or pretend to in some situations. That's what I was gonna say. Anyway, it's not all bad. Anyway, so we are here this oh, this sorry. week, month, whatever, um, to share our coming out stories mm-hmm. and, or I mean, perhaps parts of them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Tony shared their coming out story last week. That's I have cool. A, I'm getting ready to. I, wa- I kind of wanted to get ours and like post them all together. <gasps> How fun! Mm-hmm. That so, would be cool. That so would be hopefully cool. next week I'll get all of it edited and we'll be able to have all of our pride stories. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, break them into sections so like you can just listen to each one. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. do that. Um. So, uh, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen that? I'm so sorry. Have yeah. you seen that? Um. That uh, TikTok or reel or whatever, where the the um, the woman is pre- is like making fun of companies who try to the rainbow washing, you know? No. And she goes, "Hi, gay. We are sashing uh, oh, into deals <laughs> this month. It's so funny, and that's become like the. So when you were like, "I'll go first," I wanted to be like, "Hi, gay. <laughs> <laughs> Sashay into your story for our Pride Month. <laughs> that's it." Thank you, Sharon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Susan. I will now continue with my story. (laughs) Um, Oh, gosh. So so before I go too deep into my coming out story, because Mm -hmm. there is a lot of trauma, and my family does listen to this. So before I They do? Your family does? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I love that. Oh, my God. My mom listens to this. (gasps) And she... It's... You know, there's been some travel. You curse a lot. (laughs) I do. Honestly, though, I've been cursing a lot around my family. I love that. And something, too, my sister and I will, like... We're, we curse to each other. Like it's, I love that. It's very comfortable. Um, um, swearing and very therapeutic. Also, yes, it, it's genuinely it's therapeutic. Like yeah. cussing is therapeutic. Like it, it is. genuinely is. It is. I've had to stop cussing as much. I don't cuss around my family because they don't like it. But also, my nephews are at that age where they're picking up words. Gotta I, be real. Even yeah. crazy. Even crazy. No, like yeah. the word crazy. Yeah, I don't. I try not to use crazy. Or I like, don't like stu- like yep. shut up. Any, yep. None of those. Any mm-hmm. like new words yep they are recorders um so with that in mind that my family is listening Mm -hmm. i i want to make it clear that these are past experiences yes i want to make it clear that i don't believe that my family holds these beliefs anymore Mm -hmm. they have like their actions and behaviors have proved very much otherwise that they are they are allies to this community. Um, yeah. Thanks for that. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. It's hard because everyone. It, it's hard to accept. You know this. Yep. This the queerness is, is hard to accept. <laughs> they can't get down with the queerness if your family. In so many words. Yeah, I mean. Okay. Yeah, I'll just I'll just start. No, start where. Let's see what it, I was just clarifying to make sure I understood what you were saying. I, I, I and so it's I I don't hold anyone accountable negatively for for their responses to these things. A, a lot of it is very new. It's very unknown, and especially folks growing up in the past. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, it's just, it's a hard thing 
to accept. It's a hard thing to celebrate. So I, I, I you know, when you're listening, be gentle to yourself, mom, because mm. I know you're listening, mm-hmm. mom. <laughs> um, but this all, is all of our general listeners, mom, <laughs> mom. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is this is part of my truth, and I have sure. to share that too. Yeah, absolutely. So good. With that, um, I didn't know coming out was a thing. I didn't even know being queer was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. So I. I was very good friends with someone in high school who eventually I started experimenting with, Mm -hmm. um, who I eventually started dating. I was 17. um, She was 18 at the time. Um, So when I told my mom, it was very casual, unplanned. It just kind of like came out of my mouth. Um, I was on my way out the door to go hang out with my girlfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, so this person is not actually my best friend. Well. She is also my best friend, but I'm gay. Um, wow. And I'm gonna go hang out with her, but um, if you have any, qu- I, I don't know if I said this part, but you know. Anyway, so I leave the house, have a good day. Don't think anything of it. I come back and I am on house arrest. Oh. It is not a good response. Um, it is uh, very like, very shut down, mm-hmm. very like, I don't know. It was, it was, um, can, can I ask a clarifying question? Yes, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when you delivered the news casually, did you think it was just a casual thing? Like you were just like, Oh, by the way, like you didn't, you weren't expecting that kind of response. Like it kind of sounds like if, since you delivered the, the news so casually, you thought it was just something that could be delivered casually. Is that y- correct? Yeah. Okay. It was, it was a combination of, I didn't know that, that, there are coming out in quotes coming out stories and there are um like that you make an event of it i didn't there wasn't any media or any like Mm -hmm. anything that i had been educated on but i also it was kind of an ignorance that i didn't know that it was something to be i mean i knew of course i knew but i it was a very like childlike ignorance that yeah. everyone was just accepting of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah, totally. So, and and when and you know, house arrest means basically I would go to and from school, and that's it. And of course, there were church functions I could go to, but I wasn't mm-hmm. really into the church anymore. But you know, she also went to the church, so I started going to church. Now that I'm like rehashing this, I'm remembering. I went oh, yeah. to the church a little bit more now. Or she like, was there. yeah, because that was when I could see her. Like, meaning like church on Sunday, mm-hmm. mutual um, on Wednesdays night, Wednesday nights, which was like the youth group. That's mm-hmm. what a lot of other Christian people call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really go to seminary anymore because it was. Um, Oh no, I guess I did that too. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> Other Just, things you remember. <laughs> I'll lock in lots of memories here. Yeah. Um, so how funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Just take that moment. Just breathe in the memories. Yeah. And then breathe them out because we're doing a podcast. Thanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> breathe out all we're the memories move in, on. <laughs> in vocal form, preferably stories. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm totally kidding. Um, so so then after that was for a while, um, there was a moment when, um, I'm not going to share that. Long sure. story short, I left the house um, and was basically living at her place. Um, 
and her home life wasn't too stable. Um, she had an alcoholic parent, and it was the lesser of two evils, though, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I tried my first alcohol in that house. Mm -hmm. It was a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It was disgusting, Everyone's, but also delicious. Yeah. I feel like everyone—I'm pretty sure my first alcoholic drink was a Hard Lemonade as well, Mike's Hard Lemonade. The first thing I got drunk on, though, like shit face, was Malibu Coconut Rum. Oh, and that was an unfortunate first thing to go. I can't remember the first time I got drunk, but um, I did drink a lot of Malibu and Dr. Pepper. Ooh. Yeah, real bad, but real good. Real good. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was so uh. good, but so bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I also can make a slushy out of that. Oh, oh my. Freeze fuck. it. Oh my God. Yeah. Delicious. Um, shit. What was I saying? You drank uh, hard oh, lemonade at your girlfriend's house. I also um, tried weed for the first time oh, nice. in that space, like in that time of my life. Mm -hmm. It was kind of it's a, it was kind of a blur, but you know, it was um, it was rough, and there was there was a moment, you know, like a high high energy moment um, that that was very much a wedge that caused a wedge between me and my mom and then I was still going to high school at this point. I was I was 17 when I graduated, so I was a little okay. younger. I graduated when I was 17 also. Oh, well, that's funny. Then. <laughs> I, I still that's we're younger. both special. That's yeah, what yeah. yeah. Um cuz when's your birthday? November. Um but I, I just did it. I was homeschooled and I Oh. and they I basically like it was just like a it was just a um logistics thing. It was gotcha. like oh you're you you've you're so many credits ahead on these subjects and you're, but you're at, you know, you're right at the credits for these subjects. So let's just catch you up to the other ones and then you can graduate early. It wasn't nice. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Nice. nice. Sorry, I didn't mean to take that over. That's okay. I was just young. The cutoff date was September 1st and my birthday's August 30th. Oh, got so it. So I was like the cutoff for my grade year. I don't know. Gotcha. States and whatever. It's, it's all weird. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Basically, trigger warning, self-harm. Um, my mom learned that I was self-harming. Um, very much got with it that she would rather me be alive and queer than dead and mm. dead. <laughs> so. I mean, that that's, that's incredible that she came to that. Yeah. You know? I... I Everything has a place and a time. Mm -hmm. um, and there are learning experiences in all of it. I could have done things differently for sure. She could have done things differently for sure. Yeah, of course. But where we were in those times of our lives, it, we just, we grew, we learned, you know? Like the the, the growth and the learning is seen. Uh, from me um, and so shout out to some really incredible teachers and counselors in that situation that was an incredible day <laughs> that was yeah. just a really crazy day um, what the, was that all in one like no, what day was was uh, sorry day? yeah the the day that that my self-harm was kind of unearthed yeah okay got it um, got it got it um, because I, I confided in a teacher, not again, not really thinking anything of it, mm -hmm. um, but just like 
it just kind of came out of me. Like it just needed to come out of oh, me. Oh, absolutely. And was it kind of like a mandated reporter totally. situation? I mean, okay. it was a high school teacher. Yeah, so totally. Absolutely. Which is good. Thank you, you know? all of yeah. these people that are like, I can't imagine signing up for that. Like knowing this information, I have to report it. Like that's a heavy burden in my opinion. It is a really heavy burden. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of, um, it's a lot of, uh, like, uh, I don't know. Responsibility. It's a lot of, it's a way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah. Uh, so I confided in that teacher and then we went up to my guidance counselor, both very gentle women, mm-hmm. just very gentle women. Um, and they, you know, thinking about it now, they always asked consent. They oh, wow. always ask consent. So my teacher was like, is it okay if we go and talk to someone else about it? And then my guidance counselor was like, is it okay if we call your mom? Wow. Like, that's amazing. That's incredible. Those situations, like, those situations can be handled so poorly, even with the best intentions, you know? So the fact that they were aware and proactive, that's really incredible. Yeah. Um, double shout out to you people you know who you are maybe you don't i don't know do you know who i am (laughs) um anyway so so and then my mom ended up coming down and we had a a conversation about why this was happening what was going on at home and then she brought me straight to the emergency room um because I think she might have taken it that I was suicidal, that I was actively trying to end my life, which wasn't necessarily, I mean, I'm sure I said words like I, it would be better if I wasn't here or, Mm -hmm. you know, those like final ways of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't necessarily considering it really. Um, I didn't have a plan. I didn't, you know, I wasn't that serious about it. But so we went to the emergency room. I didn't have a hold, you know, how they have a 72 hour hold or however to to make sure you're okay. I didn't have that, which I'm really thankful for because being queer in medical spaces, even not trans, like even queer, it's just real unsafe in a lot of ways it's its own trauma honestly like it's so being a queer person not to like take over your story but being a queer person yeah um who like like navigating the medical system is i i'm i'm constantly in this like okay they're the only people that can help me but i'm also terrified because being a queer person especially beyond the binary in the medical situation is yeah. is really scary because you just don't know like that one doctor may be great but then the other nurse that comes in may not yep. and if they you know like they may not respect you they may it's just yep. ugh, it's so traumatizing it's and they are the only people that can help you in a lot of ways but they also don't know a lot especially yep. with how quote unquote soft the sciences of gender identity or psychology (laughs) it's still so much of like trans um gender anything in the medical system they're still just guessing a lot at least in this area truly they're like just like i mean i I, when i was on hormone hrt hormone hormone replacement therapy is that what that means um the doctor i was 
that I had, who's a great, great person, one of two people in Humboldt County that will <laughs> even accept trans patients. Yeah. It's a great medical system. Anyways, yeah. he was still like, yeah, we're, there's, we don't know a lot. I don't know a lot, but we'll just let's work together. And I'm like, you're the one that's supposed to know. And there was a lot of me yeah. researching, figuring it out, and taking that information to him. Yeah, it's rough, and, and, and it, you know, it's a, that's a whole other podcast. Well, and that's <laughs> and and maybe you know, I'm gonna write a note of of like medical care as I, queer people I would because yes. you have, I mean, a maybe not so much more, but just a whole different scope of that mm-hmm. experience that needs to be shared in your own time but like there is a space yes. for that story i'm i'm getting there i've been thinking about it a lot and working up and i want i really want to share it it's just uh one of the most personal intimate things a person can share and i i've totally. navigated the medical system a lot for multiple reasons being a queer person being beyond the binary um being chronically ill having chronic illness it's i've navigated a lot of the medical system i'm 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 kind of deep into a navigating, advocating for my mental health right now, and that's a whole other. Yeah. That's a whole other um, can of worms. Bag of shit. Bag of shit. <laughs> Much better. Bag of shit. It's so. I don't want to take over your story. I know I don't want to like get on this tangent, but I just want to say that it's so frustrating, to, be to like. There's two things I've run into is like as soon as I say as soon as they know I have trauma, PTSD, CPTSD specifically, they won't consider anything else. And then also being a queer person, I feel like you're kind of, you're not, um, they, I don't want to say dismiss, but they just don't believe you a lot of the time. It's very patronizing, you know, like, oh, like you're not really seen as, I don't even know what to say either. Like your experience is less than a cis person or mm-hmm. a hetero person. Yeah, and just more less believable. Yeah, you're like oh, you're just trying to like, oh, like oh, I don't think you know like that. I, I don't think that's authentic. what it is. Yeah, it's just so weird. I don't, it, I don't even know that it's intentional. It just happens so yeah. many, so much of the time. Like, it's really, it, it just feels really difficult. Yeah, I feel like medical care should be objective, completely objective, like. But yet when I go in there and they find out that I have trauma and that I'm queer, it centers from that. Yep. Everything comes from that You outwards. are now defined by those things yes. that you already have a sensitivity about. Yes. Holy shit. Yep. Yeah. And it's really fucking frustrating when you're like, yeah. yes, I do have this, but I also have this other thing that's unrelated. Can we talk about that? <laughs> that's not why I'm here. That's not why yes, I'm here. Yes, I'm trans. <sighs> that's not yes. why I'm here. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That's the name of our next our next thing yes (laughs) i'm trans that's not why i'm here (laughs) (laughs) i'm writing that yes anyways i didn't mean to go on a tangent about that but like it's it's i just wanted to try to clarify a little bit how difficult it is to navigate the medical system especially the mental health medical system when you're a queer yeah uh, and or trans person non-binary person yeah and like this is a whole other element but throw on underage or like youth like there's a whole other level of not asking for consent for not Mm -hmm. seeing the perspective as a real authentic like autonomous Mm -hmm. individual like there's a whole other thing so i i am i was very very fortunate that i was not held i i do not want to think about what trauma i I just don't know i don't know it was in southern california so it might have been fine but like i just don't know um so I went home, and then after that, things started to kind of shift. And I don't, 
like a lot of this is very blurry. Um, yeah. But I think I moved back home. I think, you know, we had some really good talks and um, eventually we got back and eventually we started redefining this relationship and have just gone from there. So that was my coming out as quote unquote gay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so then one of several coming outs, because that's I don't know if I know a lot of people know that, but queer people come out multiple times sometimes for multiple things. It's a lot. It's not just one story. It's not a one and done. It's not just a buy me a rainbow cake and now I'm I'm all better. And here, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I have a little tirade to go on that. Yeah. Ooh, I like um, that. The, I'm going to save it until after all of my coming out sure. stories because mm -hmm. so far I have had three. Got so it. that was one. Mm -hmm. This is number two. Okay. Um, okay, cool. Um, You're fine. Take as many as long as you need. There's no time frame. I have a lot to say. I, I, I'm here for it. <laughs> I want to hear it all. Okay, so my second coming out was as genderqueer. Mm -hmm. um, that one, I had been in Humboldt County. So I, so I don't remember what year, but Halloween, I went as my quote-unquote male alter ego yeah emerson oh uh, that was your alter ego that was your name for your alter ego uh, alter was, ego quote unquote yeah yeah it, oh it that's was, really cool yeah i and you know you see crumbs you see crumbs of what you later find words for yes i was looking up um breast reductions i was looking up um like ways to grow facial hair i was everything everything but the, all, walking all the way around it yeah all the way around <laughs> it as like a, a marble on a string and trans is the post yes, that's yeah, like i'm circling yep, around yep, yep. <laughs> um so funny yeah i mean and funny as like, in like relatable like we've uh, totally been there totally you know? and you know you eventually come to find words and you know that rope gets shorter and shorter the spinner or mm -hmm. the faster you spin yep. eventually you hit the post yep. um so I went as Emerson, and then that following spring semester, or as Halloween, I went as Emerson. So that following spring semester, mm -hmm. again, not sure what year, um, I, in an English class, randomly, this professor was like, if you have a nickname you want to go by, let me know. And oh. as, again, a lot of these things, and I'm starting to see this trend of like, I don't really plan on it. I don't really, like, the moment creates my truth. Ooh, yes. I'm gonna write Ooh, that's that a good one. The moment creates my truth. I was also thinking while you're telling your story that so many times people think that coming out is like a, a realization or a destination, and it's often not. It's a process. Yeah, And it's totally. like, a, you're like, you know, you would talk about coming out always seems like an event, but it's often like this journey like you just kind of like you you keep walking and you have this realization and then you keep going and you have that realization you keep going you have that realization and yep. by the time you're quote-unquote coming out you've been on this fucking journey and everyone's like oh cool you're out now like it's just it's yeah oh you're fine now mm -hmm. you've come out um yeah. so i randomly just volunteered that i 
wanted to go by Emerson. Mm -hmm. And that was the only class that I was known as Emerson. But man, it it just allowed so much opportunity. And so it was... Okay, so it must have been the spring of 2016 because I moved that following June to Humboldt County to go to Humboldt State. Humboldt State. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Not to get political. This, this isn't the podcast. This I'm isn't sorry. The... <laughs> I have feelings. Um, They're all valid. We want to hear them. <laughs> so, so then coming to Humboldt State, I was only known as Emerson. Like I, oh, okay. I, that was CR. Were you going to CR? No, I, I was at Humboldt. No, no, no. For the the English class, though. Oh, that was in a community college down south. Oh, okay, well, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Got it. It's called Palomar College. If you've ever heard of it. Okay. It's a tiny little whatever. Um, <laughs> so, um, and 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 so I, I coming up here, I started getting more language about gender neutral, like they, mm-hmm. as a pronoun instead of the very binary he or she. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, I did... And I also want to say that, you know, these coming outs, that's not to say that what you come out as is a transitionary thing. It is absolutely not true that non-binary is a transitionary identity. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. just want to throw that out there. Thank you. Um, because I... I... I not as superficial as this sounds, but I experienced, I tried on non-binary as an mm-hmm. identity. It did feel good. It did feel right for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I came out to my family. They were not very understanding, but not dismissive. I didn't, I didn't feel any negative feelings. Mm-hmm. At this point, I feel like they kind of like understood that they wouldn't understand me. Yes, <laughs> That's my totally. perspective. Yeah. And that seems a little more dismissive than I felt it. It was kind of like a comfortable flexibility. Mm-hmm. Like they were letting me be whatever I was and they would go along with it and they would try, you know, like there was that yeah, flexibility like respect, on both sides. but didn't understand. Yeah. And, that, and, yeah. Sometimes, and that's okay. Like, honestly, that's okay. The respect is really all I can ask for. I'd rather someone respect me than understand me. Truly. Honestly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just, you don't have to understand. Often I don't want to explain. Just accept, validate, and respect, please. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Um, and then eventually, uh, after a time, I I tried on, or I, I got a new roommate, and, and they were kind of playing around with gender and different pronouns and different mm. names, and... Um, it was honestly really fun. Like we had a little note card with he or she, and they would flip it back and forth depending on what that's... pronouns they wanted that day. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so fucking cool. Okay, I didn't know that was a thing. And I, you know, the book that I've been quote unquote writing for the last five years that yeah. I talk about but never do. The first cup, like in the first chapter when I'm introducing the character, the main character is non-binary, and their roommate um, goes by like he, she, they pronouns, uh-huh. but. It, it depends on the day and they have a, a chalkboard <gasps> in their room and they have a chalkboard that they write the pronouns they want for that day. Oh. And I didn't, I've never heard of that. It's just something I thought about that I thought would be really cool, but I've never heard of someone actually doing it. I mean, I hadn't thought of it either, or I didn't know that other people did it. I, I just, but it, that's, yeah, I fucking love that. Again, there's a flexibility in sexuality and gender identity that if, 
for some people, it cannot be defined day to day, moment to moment even. Yeah. I mean, sometimes he doesn't feel right to me either. Mm -hmm. Some Depending on who it's from, depending mm -hmm. on the situation, I don't want to be a he. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes event too. Like yeah. in my daily life, maybe like like it's it's they them, and but like if I'm gonna go I mean, if I'm going to go to some nice event and like maybe it's she they for that like to, like and, right like it's it changes for not just like by time but also situation truly you know? truly so you know there's another little crumb of my tirade of coming out um, so so I came out as uh, eventually came out as trans as a trans man mm -hmm. very hard on the like other side of the binary mm -hmm. uh, female to male identifying. Um, uh, I told them about hormone therapy. Um, the response that I got from my mom, I, there was concern, of course, because this, it is a choice to go through hormone therapy, right? Yes. Um, my choice to go that route um, is very irreversible in a lot of ways. That's the physical changes yes. of it. Yeah, just a little bit of information. Sorry, I keep interrupting you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The hormone therapy, testosterone hormone therapy has a lot of irreversible changes, whereas um, estrogen hormone therapy, most of the changes are reversible. They will oh. go back. Yeah, no matter how long you're on it. Some, oh, not so that. much, but like, but yes. So, but most of the things I was on hormone, I was on HRT, I was on estrogen for a year, and oh. all the changes that I experienced reversed completely wow. reversed after going off of it yeah i didn't i didn't know that so yeah education everywhere always yeah. thank you for interrupting yeah okay yeah okay good i'm glad <laughs> you're welcome yeah but but okay but yes so so education there are parts of this hormone therapy that cannot be reversed mm -hmm. i will always grow facial hair yeah even if i stop yep. um hormone injections so of course the concern is understood um and if, I, you know, I appreciated it in that time because it did make me ask myself, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. You know, the, mm -hmm. what are my motives? Am I doing it because, and you know, there's, there is in a lot of ways, the pressure to go on a quote unquote trans track that you start hormones, that you do top surgery and then you do bottom surgery part one and then you do bottom surgery part two whatever that looks like mm -hmm. in in and then you're a trans you yeah, know yes like, yes like it, you have to check all these boxes or it's not real which exactly. is exactly that that is not how it is by the way like let's clarify that's not what we're saying like but yeah it feels that way so many times especially and i feel like that track in particular is very much imposed upon the trans community mm -hmm. that it is a very heteronormatively moded, motivated motivated mm -hmm. Um, lifestyle. Yeah. It's easy to understand that it, this person once was this and snip snip and clean clean. They are now this and it makes so yep. much sense and they fit. It's still based on the binary and, which, and the need for other people to understand us. Totally. You know? and, and that is very real for a lot of people. That is a very authentic yeah. life plan if, for a lot of people if that's your process to feel authentic it's it, good that's what but it that's, is it's not a universal <laughs> process though yes yeah. there is and i'm going to say this twice there is no right way to be trans mm -hmm. there is no right way to be trans nope. and so her questions helped me question me yeah um, that that 
that mirroring is is like that mirroring is good. Like sometimes it feels like rejection or it feels like questioning, but that mirroring can really be helpful in in a journey, and any it, kind of journey. And it felt good. Like it good. didn't feel like she was just questioning or like, you know. And it's funny the 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 doctor that I went to for hormone therapy. Um, she asked similar questions and it did feel much like I had to prove my transness. It, it very much felt like I needed to a local doctor. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, there's it's problematic in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Looking back on it, I understand mm -hmm. their motives on needing to be sure that I was sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was really invalidating. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it, the source of these things, I think for me is crucial, like the source of what pronouns are being used or the source of the questions that are being asked with my mom asking me these questions. It felt like she gave a shit. <laughs> yes, totally. Um, and when my doctor asked, it felt like I was being dismissed, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, yeah. um, and so it felt really good. And, you know, the pronouns have been hard, um, especially, you know, I'm not generalizing by age, but certainly age plays a factor. Oh, of like course. brain elasticity is just mm -hmm. a, f a fact, you know, like, yeah. and, and for me at this point, being patient with their ability, <laughs> like literally mm -hmm. their ability, because it is really hard to change how you see someone. It's yeah. hard to change how you talk about someone. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is a good time for my coming out tirade because those are all of my coming out stories. Okay. Um, I'm sure I'll share more bits and pieces of, of them. Of course, of course. But the um, highlights, the, the highlight reel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the highlight reel. <laughs> I'm ready for the tirade. Give it to me. Okay. So <laughs> you can't see this, but they're like gripping the table. I'm like ready for it. I love it. <laughs> there's stability that needs to be had here. Um, coming out culture implies mm -hmm. that there is a norm, mm -hmm. implies that if you are interested in someone or living as someone else. Mm -hmm. other than what you were born as, mm -hmm. other than what is socially acceptable for you, then you need to come out. Then you need to define yourself as something other. Mm -hmm. um, that is really exhausting for us to come it's out. It's exhausting. It yes. is really tiring to keep others updated on what I am. Yes. And... I realize the family members that need to hear this probably won't hear this, but I am very thankful for what, what you put up with my gender identity. And I am very thankful that you try, but I will never s not update you mm -hmm. because I give a shit about how I'm talked to. Mm -hmm. I give, so many shits about how I am seen, especially by the people that I care about. And my family and my, like the people that I come out to 
are the people that I want to live comfortably with. Being who I am makes living more comfortable. I know this sounds really like mundane and like no, no duh, but like no, it's absolutely needs to be said, needs to be heard. It's I wouldn't bother. I wouldn't bother if I didn't care. And trust me, gender identity is hard to understand. Mm -hmm. And if it's such a hard line because I'm not trying to talk about like queer people as someone who suffer another burden than than other people, but in the society, it is built on that dynamic. Yes. Yeah, it very much is. If you are blessed with the reality that you don't question your identity, your sexual identity, your gender gender identity, who you are every day, you are so lucky <laughs> yes it's just life is just easier for you not because it is not because being queer is bad or complicated but because society has made has, well they've made it complicated they've made it complicated it they've, is deep it yes, is detailed yes. they've built a system that doesn't support that right you know? and it doesn't support that flexibility the mm -hmm. language that we have really doesn't allow for that flexibility and and it's really it's difficult to want to include people <laughs> in who I am mm -hmm. without it feeling like a burden. You know what I mean? Like a burden for them. For them, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the updates, the the changes, and you know, I don't know. I don't think I'm ever gonna not um, check in with myself. This the flexibility that. I, I mean, I'm a little bit more fluid than than the heteronormative yeah. system allows. Mm -hmm. And I will never let go of that fluidity. No. And it is complicated. It is hard to understand. It is really cumbersome. Trust me. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um I just I think I think the the soapbox that I'm getting on is directed to a perspective that is just uneducated about yeah. what it is like to operate as a queer person every single day yes. in this society. And what that looks like for me that I think about every single day is being seemingly a very masculine person mm -hmm. with a chest. It mm. It's something I am aware of every single day. And depending on the day, I find a lot of empowerment in it. I, I am empowered by being so different in that way mm -hmm. but on a bad day it's just unsafe it's unsafe yes. to exist yes. as i am oh my gosh yeah i had a conversation with a client one time um a hair cutting client and it, we are it was talking about they're they're a cis white straight person um and uh well, i was talking about how my daily routine when i wake up in the morning and I think about who I'm going to encounter that day, what kind of person they are, what am I doing, and then that dictates what I wear and how I present. Um, because if that person... What you're seen as. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Like, and I, that is a part of my daily routine. Like, oh, am I at that time? Mm -hmm. Oh, is this customer coming in? Okay, I'll wear just a, a plain T-shirt that, you know, or, oh, is this person... You a know? safe... Yep, yeah, I'm like not going to wear concealer or makeup today or do my eyebrows because that person come in, they'll comment on yep. it and make it, you know, like... And he was like, I've never thought about that. Like, like, 
that is not something that ever crosses my mind when I get up, you know, because I used getting dressed as an example, yeah. just clothing as an yeah. example. I mean, what, like, what's one of the first things that you do in the morning? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he was, we were talking about how, like, that's just not part of his, like, that's that privilege he has of not having to think about that because he's, yeah. you know, it is a privilege. Yeah, that's a, an important word to use that yes. it is a privilege. It absolutely is. And then, um, and so, yeah, so it is, it's, yes, I was just agreeing with you. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> just... but, but it's, I, I, and I think it, I'm going to get off my soapbox real quick or in a, in, like a, in a bit. No, I like it. Stay up there. You look good up there on that soapbox. Oh, thanks. Yeah. The lighting's um, perfect. <laughs> thank you. It brought in the slam. I uh, reminded myself. <laughs> I must look good on my soapbox. <laughs> um, but if if you're listening to this and you're feeling some pushback or you're feeling some like well no they just I don't I don't even know just dismissive thoughts of they need to be more understandable or they need to be easier to digest they're you're, what, talk, you're talking to people who have queer people in their lives, not the queer person? No, yes. Okay, just Sorry. clarifying. I wanted to clarify so I was understanding. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm talking to the people who are listening to my words about how difficult it is mm -hmm. operating as a queer person, and they are trying to discount this reality. Mm -hmm. I realize that not a lot of people are probably listening to this if they fall into that category, but if, if you... I mean, everyone can always be a better ally and it doesn't take very much it doesn't fucking take a lot to well, be a good ally <laughs> a, a, an easy place to start is just educate yourself mm -hmm. even even educating yourself that looking twice at someone who doesn't fit in the aesthetic binary and understanding that that second look might make them question every fashion choice they ever made. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if your education allows for some flexibility and some compassion in understanding how many spoons it takes mm -hmm. some folks just to put on some clothing in the morning. Yeah. Oh, it, yes. Just, mm -hmm. like, be... There, I mean, I could throw out, like, TED Talks, novels, I don't even know, like, mm -hmm. but especially, actually, I can suggest something on Instagram. Yeah. I think it's the Jeffrey Marsh. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I am absolutely in love with this human. They have, they give out a lot of information. They speak to everything mm -hmm. from gender identity to, like, um, economic equality mm -hmm. to religious trauma to family trauma to like and for me too like for me too as a queer person in the trans community they are pushing what I am comfortable observing yes. Jeffrey very much very much pushes the comfortable boundaries of what is acceptable constantly they're pushing it in a good way like in they're, yeah the most fabulous mm -hmm. way like if you have never seen someone so joyously wear a dress and heels and yes. lipstick mm -hmm. and like moving in the most authentic way that their body like not defined by anything else and very comfortable in that you know just 
living life. Yeah. Like, just go observe that joy. If nothing yeah. else, educate yourself on that joy. <laughs> yeah. And understand the concept and the nuances of how you can make people feel safe in those spaces. You can create these spaces, this it's something like you were talking about that second look that mm -hmm. like, I know exactly what you're talking about. That person that like, I, I always come from like a salon perspective because that was what I did for 15 years. And mm -hmm. so like not having gendered haircuts, uh, pricing, that was, that, that, that's a, a big thing. Yeah. Um, asking someone what their name and pronouns are before you like those little things when you say like, Oh, the, you know, so-and-so are you ready for your appointment? And, or, and you know, like, or what was your name? What name would you like to go by? That like uh. that like little tiny effort on your part can make a huge deal. Like when someone walks in and they, in your opinion, what your society tells you is presenting masculine, and then they have, in your opinion and society's opinion, uh, you know, quote unquote, feminine name. Uh -huh. Not going like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay, yeah, I can remember. It's it's what it's Melissa. Okay, got it, Melissa. Got it. Like that. Just yeah. being like, oh yeah, that's normal. <laughs> just being like, oh, okay, cool, Melissa. Let's go. It's a name. Yes. A again, I'm yes, I'm trans. That's not why I'm here. Exactly. Yes, I have a trans identity. That's not why I'm here. Mm -hmm. Always, yes. you know, like just I just want some coffee. <laughs> I just want some. I just want a fucking haircut. Yeah, you know, like I just. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, just that. Educating yourself and normalizing. Normalizing, the fact that society norms are irrelevant, and just being able to let people exist in that space can do. Like, like can do, can save someone's life quite Truly. literally. You know, truly. Like when we say being an ally, we don't. You don't have to be at the front of the fucking pride parade marching. Like, you can. That's great. Fucking amazing. But you don't have to. We're just help us, like, help us to have safe spaces to go to. And, you know, just like there's a spectrum of rainbow everything pride queer. Mm -hmm. Again, maybe that's a controversial statement. There's also those coffee in our homes. Mm -hmm being very quiet and watching queer films, mm -hmm. queers. <laughs> yep. There are that too with the allies. There are out and loud and proud yep. and everyone's here and everyone's happy allies. But there are those quieter movements that mm -hmm. are just, and are, in my opinion, for me, even more pivotal. Yes. Like, um, in normalizing invalidating who I am mm -hmm. because it it again it doesn't take much it really it doesn't really take doesn't much it really doesn't take much it but, really doesn't uh, so yeah if that's that's what i hope for in the spirit of pride month in the spirit of understanding one another a little bit more educate yourselves on what your queer human family counterpart experiences in yeah. this fucked up society. And, you know, that's not to say that, you know, that is to say that we have it pretty differently here in the United States. Yeah. In, in not better or worse. It's real Just different, different everywhere. Yep. Um, but educate yourself. What are your lawmakers saying? What, you know, like, that's a whole other thing. I'm that's not, a, I was going to say that, that is actually mind. a really fucking great point, <laughs> but like, we should really talk about sometime the, the 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 privilege and the influence and the power that 
that like you know cis straight people have like they're the ones that are going to be listened to so they uh-huh. should be saying the things that need to be said yeah like like trans and non-binary people can talk all the time but we're not going to be listened to as much yeah that's just the fact of our society yeah but like cis straight people will be listened to more so please say the things that need to be said it's easier for you to say them it's easier for you to say them that's just how our society is that's just how privilege works in our society unfortunately so say the things that need to be said. And it's a fine line between speaking up for someone and speaking someone's truth, like yes. someone else's truth. Yes. Like it is really crucial that that the voices that are heard are amplifying the ones that cannot be heard, especially yes. from the masses that just simply don't listen to anything. Yep, exactly. But it is also very crucial to make sure that you're not stepping over and sharing like sharing someone else's truth as mm-hmm. your own. Like, there is a consent on both sides of that. Yes, Again, absolutely. consent. Consent. Whoa. Well, that's where, that's where you can start. Validation, consent. Look those two things up. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, is, that is the place to start. If you get nothing else from this time that we've spent together, Validation. validate. Consent. Consent. <laughs> I yep. forgot the other one. <laughs> it sounds like a good time for a break. Bye.